welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Spiritual Transformation and Evolving Frameworks by Anne Shumway Cook I grew up in a Catholic family. My mother converted to Catholicism as a young adult and frequently shared her faith and beliefs with my sisters and myself. My father identified himself as an agnostic. Growing up in the Catholic Church, I was taught to believe that because of original sin, that is, the fall of Adam and Eve, we were all sinners. But through faith in Jesus Christ, I was saved from my sinful nature. The key to salvation was belief in the Savior. While raised in the fixed beliefs of the Catholic Church, my mother strongly encouraged me to explore and form my own spiritual beliefs as I grew older. God is love, my first spiritual transformation. It was a beautiful sunny spring morning. I was 36 years old, walking in a park near my home, pushing my recently adopted son in his stroller. I was filled with a sense of wonder and gratitude for the amazing gift of my son. While walking, I had an extraordinary experience. Time seemed to stop. I felt an intense sensation of fullness. I was filled and overflowing with joy and extraordinary happiness. I felt an intense sense of love surrounding me, filling me, flowing through me, connecting me to my son and to the world around me. I felt the spatial boundaries of my body dissolve. I was one with the love surrounding me, the love spilling through me. I was one with the world. I felt this profound knowing that I was experiencing God. I knew it was God's love that I felt surrounding me and flowing through me. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God knew me, loved me intimately, personally, and unconditionally. I knew that my deep, unconditional love for my son was exactly how God loved me, that it was God's unconditional love flowing through me that gave me the capacity to love unconditionally too. I knew that God's unconditional love filled the world. It flowed through me and through all aspects of the world, deeply connecting all of us to God and to each other. God's true nature was unconditional love, and it filled the world. All was sacred. As I think about that experience, I realize that my spiritual framework at the time was deeply Christian. So my interpretation of the experience in the park was that I was experiencing God, and God's true nature above all else was unconditional love. I believe then, and still do, that Jesus also experienced God's unconditional love for him personally and for the world. 
The metaphor he used to articulate his experience was that God was like a loving father, and God's love was like a father's unconditional love for a beloved child. What transformed for me in the moment of that experience was my understanding of the true nature of God, that God was not a harsh, condemning judge of humanity who sent his son to save us from our sins, but instead was pure and unconditional love. I felt God's unconditional love for me personally and the entire world. That experience changed my understanding of God, but it did not necessarily impact my understanding of my own true nature. God dwells in you as you, my second spiritual transformation. Ten years later, I was visiting a friend who was staying at a spiritual ashram. As I walked in the front door of the ashram, I saw a large banner hanging overhead that said, God dwells in you as you. My eyes were transfixed on this sign. Time seemed to stand still for me. I was immediately transported back to the park and my experience of God's love filling me and surrounding me. I realized in that moment that unconditional love was not just God's true nature, but mine as well. Suddenly, I had a new understanding of Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. I realized that if I am in fact created in the image and likeness of God, then like God, my true nature is unconditional love. In that moment, my spiritual framework changed. The Christian concepts of original sin, humanity as sinners needing a savior, disappeared like smoke dissolving. It was replaced with a profound sense of knowing that God dwelled in me and the entire cosmos. I knew that my true nature and the true nature of everything in this world was unconditional love. The Impact of Spiritual Transformations on My Daily Life The intensity of these two spiritual experiences has not lessened over time. The emotions associated with these experiences continue to this day to range from intense joy, when I remember who I truly am, to despondency that I cannot seem to live that understanding in my day-to-day -day life. What has changed is the priority I give to my spiritual practices day to day and a better understanding of the underlying intent of that practice. I believe the intent underlying my spiritual practice is to help me remember the truth of who I am and endeavoring to manifest that truth in each moment. A quote by Rumi perfectly describes this intention. He said, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. I don't need to seek divine unconditional love. My true nature is unconditional love. 
My spiritual practice is designed to help me understand and remove the barriers within myself that keep me from living this truth. For many people, an experience of spiritual awakening results in both a shift in self-definition and a change in life direction, perhaps a career change. While my spiritual experiences changed my self-definition, they did not result in a change in my career path. They did, however, change the underlying intention that I brought to my career. I was raised by parents who stressed the importance of service. We are here to serve was a constant message I heard while growing up. At the age of 13, I met a group of physical therapists and knew I would serve through this profession, whose theme is physical therapy, the science of healing, the art of caring. I did, in fact, become a PT and spent 40-plus years in clinical practice, getting a PhD and teaching as well. My subsequent spiritual experiences did not alter my career path, but strengthened my understanding of why I was a PT. It was to serve each patient with compassion and skill. My spiritual path has been and continues to be essential to my ability to serve the world compassionately. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.